0: Golden West Radio now brings you the Lawn and Garden Journal. Get your questions ready. Our toll-free line is open at 1-800-374-3315. Now, here's your host, Carla Hersena from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center.
1: Good morning, everyone. It is September 2nd. Yes, another Saturday And another month has gone by, believe it or not, yes, and the gardens are still looking good and the fluctuation that we've been having, uh, I know here on our neck of the woods uh, down at St. Mary's, uh, we've been having some quite some foggy mornings with that coolness of temperature right up and I think today it's going to be very, very warm. So there could be a little bit of maybe harvesting our crops a little bit earlier in the morning so we can relax with some lemonade and enjoy the garden view that we have. So September is ringing in warm, and September also brings us a bounty. So please listen. It's all about September. The sultry summer past. September comes. Soft twilight of the slow declining year all mildness, soothing, loneliness, and peace. The fading season ere the fallen come, more sober than the buxom blooming May, and therefore less the favorite of the world. But dearest month to all the pensive minds, tis now far spent, and the meridian sun, most sweetly smiling with tempered beams, sheds sheds gently down a mild and grateful warmth "'beneath its yellow luster, groves and woods, checkered by the night's frost with various hues, "'while yet no wind has swept a leaf away. "'Shine, doubly rich, it were a sad delight, "'down the smooth stream to glide, "'and see it tinged upon each brink "'with all the glorious, gorgeous hues. "'The yellow, the red, or purple, of the trees?' That singly or in tufts of forest thick Adorn the shores to see perhaps the side Of some high mount reflected far below With its bright colors intermixed with spots Of darker green. Yes, it were sweetly sad To wander in the open fields and hear Even at this hour the noonday hardly passed The lulling insects of the summer's night To hear where lately buzzing swarms were heard A lonely bee, long roving, here and there, to find the single flower, but all in vain, then rise quickly with a louder hum to widen its circles round and round his head, straight by the listener flying clear away, as if to bid the fields a last adieu, to hear within the woodland's sunny side. Late fall, music, nothing, save, perhaps the sound of nutshells by the squirrel dropped by from some tall beech, fast falling through the leaves. You're listening to the Lawn and Garden Show and already we're into September. And what is September? Well, it's new beginnings. It's something that we have to look forward to. Maybe not the kids because uh, maybe your children are heading back to school. I know the grandkids are heading back to school. Yes, with maybe excitement, I say, to see their friends again and to get their brain kind of going again. It's that association and friendship that they build. Maybe we're back to our schedules, back to work a little bit more. And, of course, the excitement builds. Wait for it. It's back to gardening. Yes, we call it the second season of gardening. I get excited, too, because as the temperatures chill a little bit, a lot of us like working in the heat or being out in the heat. I know I take a lot of heat here, too, at the garden center. But I do favor the richness and the cool temperatures. I love those blanket of colors. And hence, maybe that's why some flowers are called blanket flowers, like Gallardia, those rich, warm tones of oranges and reds. Yes, even sometimes the Peroskava blues, the Russian sage blues that are in there, bring in a little bit of balanced color to that. And the intensity, oh, the intensity of those deep yellows of the sunflower. That brings me to a, I see a lot of people posting of sunflowers and how gorgeous they are. They're so reminiscent of the fall that we have in through here, but just please, if you're out and about looking for some photos with them, be very respectful of our farmer's fields that's in there. Uh, If you're not able to ask them to have photos taken, maybe find the locations that are opening their areas for it rather than going through their yards, okay? Okay. Let's have a little bit of respect for those gardens that are out there. Now, it's going to be a busy morning because it's September. Let's go right to lines. Marilyn is waiting. Good morning, Marilyn.
0: Hi, Carla. It's Marilyn. I phoned you a while ago about my mandevilla that I had bought. Yes. All right. It's seven feet tall. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. it's, It's grown to seven feet tall, and it's still blooming. And now it's getting more little buds um, and i 'm kind of worried because with the cold weather might be coming, um, are those buds going to be able
1: to open in time well, well if there we I think we still have just you have to be cautious, and this is part of a conversation that will probably be repeated in the next couple of weeks our yeah it 's our tropical plants that we 've we love putting our tropical plants outside, and the Mandevilla diplodinius they are beautiful decking, and or is it a? And of oh, course, uh, it's a, yours. I'm not even going to ask if it's a climbing or a bush type because if it's if it's tall. <laughs> I've got
0: it on a, a little five foot trellis okay. that I will bring in. Yeah, um, but um, it's still in bloom. At the, like the bottom part is up, still got. B- flowers blooming and now at the top i snipped it back about a week ago but now there's the new new little shoots coming out where there where there's going to be flowers
1: yeah you know what when we when we tip cut it a little bit you probably got an emergence of new growth and the weather that we've been having is still quite i know nice. that's what i'm worried
0: about so I, um, when like, when would you suggest uh I face completely east, all my windows face east, it's on my uh I have a a balcony, yep. and it's facing completely east, and it's everybody says how beautiful it looks because it's really like when I bought uh, this is the first time I've grown one, and it it it's really flourishing beautifully so when i bring it in it'll be put in um one of my two bedrooms facing the same as it does right now
1: oh that's going to be beautiful okay
0: but i want to know how what? far back how like you said uh, you told me a third but i don't know what a third means when it's
1: six okay. and a half <laughs> When it's six okay when we start and we want to transition our tropicals indoors before it goes through a dramatic drop in ten- temperature, yes. So it's right. So I like to sort of see if it's. Um, I'm usually really terrible. I usually sort of say if it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's eight or uh, eight or ten degrees. So 50, 50, 50, 55, 58. Like if we start dropping sustainably for a long period of time now. The thing is, when we when we go to fifty, or maybe even eight to ten degrees, but eight to ten degrees is different if it's in a sheltered location than if it's that cooler wind, right? Right? Yeah,
0: it is sheltered because it's got glass. Like I've got a, a four foot glass balcony all around.
1: Yeah, so if it's sheltered, it could probably stay out a little bit where it's warmer, and but. When we do want to bring it in, you want to make sure that if you can give it, if it's on a balcony, it sounds like you're going to have to take it into maybe the bathtub with the shower head, cover the soil uh, up with the plastic bag so you don't want soil going down the drain. Give, no, it a really good, give it a really good wash off. Okay. That's, that's where I like those ones that have the handle heads that you can bring yeah. down. And, and make sure we do the undersides of the leaves. because Like I have had no
0: bugs on any of my plants and i haven't had one yellow leaf on this mandevilla at all
1: oh that's beautiful so well, i
0: you... like they're really shiny so yep. I, yeah because i'm out there babying it
1: every day <laughs> <laughs> well, that tells you something right there well, that's what my
0: neighbors say because my plants are absolutely beautiful i can't believe like my balcony is so full my petunias are still blooming uh, my 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 um Potato vine is three feet across on my balcony.
1: Oh well, and can, and, I mean, uh,
0: and and the creeping Jenny is three feet long, hanging over the balcony. Well, your neighbor below probably is going. This is beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. She's yeah. Get, she's getting all my tips from me. She said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> now, well, okay. I also wanted to ask you. Sure. So, how far back should I cut this thing? Okay,
1: generally, I would like to take one third of it off. So yeah, but would, I
0: know, but you said one-third of it off, and I thought, well, I don't know how many inches that is.
1: <laughs> well, if it's, if let's say, okay, the very tall trend, I'm not going to, there's basically where it gets really, really thick. Like, we're not talking about one or two spindly lines that are going to make a foot yeah, or these too are, high.
0: Yeah, there's some really thick,
1: yeah, yeah. At okay, the, Bring it down to where it looks like it's in more of a dense bush area. But if you pull it and cut it back so that you're t- tenderling it down so it's probably two-thirds the size. And it may be hard to do that because I know. vining plants vine amongst themselves down below. So you do not want to take um, – I see hedge trimmers coming out going whoop. You don't want to do that because you could be breaking at a lot of the branches yeah. down below. So. If you have time to unwind and bring some of those branches down, start tip-cutting it back and sort of see, because naturally, if we bring some of our plants from outdoors indoors, there is a very high chance that you will get some leaf drop off Yeah, of and okay? I haven't
0: had one. I haven't had one.
1: Yeah, well, you will probably get it when you take it from an outdoor aspect to an indoor aspect. It's a change of season. It's a change of environment. mm mm-hmm. And occasionally, I'm not going to say you're not going to get it, because you're probably going to get it. Okay. So if it's six and a half
0: feet tall? I,
1: I would probably take it down to probably four feet if you can do that cautiously. Yeah, I can. And not, I can. I can. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more manageable. And then when you're able to see that when you pinch it back, you're probably going to get softer new growth on it. Okay. And uh, don't be scared if you start getting some, we call it defoliation, like if you get some leaf drop that's on it, because then are the stages that you need to start watching how much water you give it.
0: Okay. um, Okay. And that's what I was going to ask you. How much water should I give it in the wintertime?
1: In the wintertime, you're going to let it go slightly drier than usual because plants inside little, I always say low light, little leaves, little water. Okay. All okay, right. Because it's and, not and respiring.
0: What about any any fertilizer in the winter or no?
1: Uh because of it if you do any type of fertilizer very very weak. Most plants are in a shutdown mode. You do not want to actively okay. push, push yeah. that plant. Okay. I've
0: stopped I stopped fertilizing it 2 weeks ago. Should I give it one more boost or no?
1: Uh, being a tropical, I would give it one more boost and then bring it indoors. It's different than our trees in the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that you're supposed to sh- stop, stop, stop. Okay.
0: Okay. So I should, oh, and I want to ask you one more question. My daughter lives in Portage La Prairie and she uh, has canna lilies and she said that she bought s- uh, some new canna lily bulbs this year and she said that they're forming black bulbs. Forming black bulbs? Yeah, on top.
1: If they're black bulbs and they're new, they could be, uh, it depends on the variety of it. Some of the skins on the new one may have that color tone, but if they're black and they're mushy, that's a function. She says they're hard. They're hard. So that's a new set, of new bulbs set for the new year, okay? Oh. Okay. So
0: what does she do with them then? They're canna lilies.
1: Well, if the lilies, you can dry those bulbs and store them in a very cool, dark location. Oh, okay, probably the February same as you year. do with your uh, yeah, with callas and dahlias and all that kind, of, calla lilies, dahlias, and all that kind of stuff. That's where we're going to do that winter process.
0: Because she says she's never had that before, and she said on her rose bush, she's got little yellow bul- uh, rungs. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, are we talking bulbs on the bottom in the ground, or are they no, the on, pods on, on the, the top? plant? On the plant, those could be seeds. I, that's
0: what I told her, yeah. That's seed pots. yep. Yeah, hey. that, that, that's great. Thanks a lot, Carla. I just want to save my Mandevilla if I'm still around next year.
1: <laughs> oh, you will, and I have to give you a shout-out. You have a green thumb there, my girl. Well,
0: you know what? I won some garden competitions, so... Well, there you go. There's. I a, did in Charleswood. <laughs> I won Wonderful. some in Charleswood, and then I won some at Grand Beach, and my picture was in the Cottager magazine to 2022.
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful! <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So well, keep it. But keep thanks it going. a lot, Carla. You're very welcome, Marilyn. I'll you let you know in. next year if it survived. <laughs> oh, we'll be talking. We'll be talking. I know All we will. Right, okay. Enjoy bye the bye. weekend. Bye-bye. And as I say, we're back into our second garden season. Have you noticed, and I say this because I'm going to put my hand up, because I have one or two containers that, yes, have succumbed to the a little bit of the winds that are out there, and yes, I was away for a little bit, and they dried out a little bit, so I'm at fault, but I... I think this is a great opportunity because as things start to develop, you look at the change of the seasons and you look at some opportunity where maybe you too have had a couple of plants, maybe not Maryland, but there's a few of us that are out there that have lost a few petunias or a few plants that are in some of our existing containers. And in those existing containers, we still have some sustained plants. I know that, uh, you know, the Dracaena is still looking good. The Angelonia is still looking fantastic. And even on some of those very resistant plants like uh, verbenas and lantanas, we can give them a little bit of a trim up. And this gives us the opportunity that we can maybe sort of pop in a few colorful mums. Make your containers a shift of the season. It makes us a little bit um, updated in color and textures. But also, too, I always love to have a very pretty front container at the front door, it's a little bit more welcoming. And as we venture through to other areas, just remember some areas of space. If you really can't get something tucked in there that's new, hang on because a lot of pumpkins and gourds are going to be coming and ripening up. And what a cute display to get some dogwood twi- trimming or some curly willows and even pump- push some of those pumpkins and gourds into the foliage because it gives you that textured element this is something that's a little bit more design style and it gives you that little bit of a festive feel too that's coming up yes the pumpkins are back we're already starting to see our first uh, shipment here that's on it and i am holding off we have fields outside if you've never visited before we have our dinosaur little park that's on the side and oh the pumpkins are growing They are. Unfortunately we've had to put a few little crates over top of them to prevent the deer from coming up and nibbling. But every now and then it's nice to see the kids running in there and lifting up the crates to see how big some of the pumpkins are growing. So just imagine looking at things. Yes, pumpkins, mums. And as soon there's sunflowers that are out there that are just in their glory. Now have you also noticed? Maybe this is part of a shout out of sort of saying, What plants do you have in your garden that are you that are saying that let's call them outstanding plants? We're going to follow Maryland's pattern and sort of say, Okay, we know Maryland has had a beautiful mandevilla, shiny, clean, no bugs. But there are some true winners that are out there, and some of my top picks that. I see on my out and about of my uh, calls and duties and even driving through the city. Dichondria, I don't know if a lot of you know that one, is a cascading silver foliage one and it just tumbles over the side of it. It kind of reminds me of silver flowing sea, like the tendrils of seaweed that's in the ocean, but the reverse. Truly, uh, it's outstanding. And you heard me mention Angelonia angelonia, uh, favorable to some of the hummingbirds that are in there. It's an outstanding plant. It comes in various colors of pinks, purples, and whites. If you have time to jot these names down, you may want to look at them for even next year because I truly believe that if you put a plant in and with the excessive or exceeding temperatures that we've had, and I was able to see angelonia years ago in California where we know that they don't get a lot of rain. And it was performing wonderfully. And even up here with our very hot summers, it is showing beautifully, even when planted early spring, right up till now. There's two more that I say is there's a lantana and there's some beautiful new lantana varieties that I've been leafing through. I don't have my book in front of me to remember the names right now, but I know that they have little highlights and highlighter on them to say, yes, we've got to show you guys this next year. And another one, too, is uh, Verbena bolonensis. It's a little bit more airy. It's got the pink uh, foliage on the top, very open habit, so you want to pair it up with something. And if you're out and about on the city, I think there's a really good display of it uh, down St. Mary's Road, just down by St. Leon's Garden Center. Uh, I... Give them a little shout out. They have a beautiful display of flowers down by their road. And you'll see these little poppets and snippets of these flowers. So this is the time to look in your garden. Go out there. Take a look. See what are your achievers, your overachievers that you totally want to do for next year. And maybe some of the ones that, mm-hmm, yeah, they happens. There's a few that you say, okay, you know what? I will let you go next year so I can just see what else is out there that is just popping and needing a little bit of extra oompa. And those oompas are some of the new varieties that are going to be coming out. Or there may be some varieties that you've never tried before. Right? Who knows? Now, the lines are open. 1-800-374-3315. Now, if we go on to sort of the conversation of color there is a lot of color that is to be had in the garden. And this is also an opportunity where we've had some people coming in and they're walking through. And I must admit that walking through the nursery, you start to see the color changes. We're starting to see it in the gardens and we're starting to see it in the foliage of our trees. Yes, it's coming because we remember in May, those sort of cooler temperatures of favorable gardening temperatures didn't come. We went from basically snow to summer. So our plants are looking and our trees are looking a little bit tired. Yes, it's time for them to soon say goodbye to their leaves. So applying that moisture. But the opportunity is to take a look around and look for those colors that may be missing in your yard. Many months ago, not too long ago, I gave you sort of some hints about how to do layering of your landscape with some vellum, uh, some tracing paper, right? And layering the colors and creating a plan that shows you layer by layer what colors transpire. Try it and do in three seasons. So spring is gone, obviously. Summer's still on your layer. And where are the pockets of color that maybe you want to put in, right? So if you're looking for some fall coloring plants that are in there, look for things like your... Dogwoods. Yes, it's a, it's an older variety. The red stemming is going to be beautiful for a winter interest. Viburnums, they're going to turn those dark red color tones that are so reminiscent of fall. And the Amir maples, whether you get it in a bush form or a tree form, they too are going to give you that accent. And some of the spirea varieties that we have are actually turning a little bit redder, too, as well. Because we know that, I remember years ago, my father-in-law had a beautiful hedge of cotoneaster. And yeah, if cotoneaster isn't your thing, there's also alpine current that give you those true flaming red colors. Now, look for heights of them. Because in your landscape design or your process, do you want something with a pop of color at a low line, maybe up to three feet? Look for those. Check out some of the spireas and don't forget your taller ones. If you're going for the amur maple or the tree form, those are going to be slightly taller. And to my surprise, out in the nursery, Hydrangea Twist and Shout. I can't believe that the foliage is going a quite autumn color that's on it. So it's quite a surprise. I don't know if it's a play on the water quality. Or just remember, some of the colors, even too, water will affect leafing color. And also too, um, soil conditions will also affect color too as well. So we got to take clue because it's a mystery and it's a wonder of what we should be able to do and what we can do to create our gardens. Right? Are you thinking about it? Are you going to be heading out there later on to sort of see what there is? Yes, I agree and there's also color indoors right who wants to bring a little bit of fall color indoors well why not i'm going to let you know that one fall beautiful fall coloring tropical for indoors that gives you that color palette in different color tones different variations and different leaf structures would be a croton yes if you don't know what it is, maybe you've got your uh, fingers that you can look it up later on, but I give you a description. It's just a beautiful fall color plant. Now let's go right to the line. Barb's waiting. Hi, Barb. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I forgot to ask Marilyn where she's from, but I guess I can flip back through my notes to see. Where are you calling from? Winnipeg. Well, it's it's going to be a hot one, I have a feel, feeling here, right? Oh, eh? yes. <laughs> yes. We're getting our July weather. <laughs> well, you know what? Pretty soon we will see the whiteness of things. <laughs> we'll love the greenery for a while. That's
2: right. We're not. We're not complaining.
1: We're not complaining. We're not complaining.
2: <laughs> Especially How... for the long weekend, it's lovely to have. The... Oh,
1: it's going to be a beautiful long weekend. How can we mm-hmm. help you on the Lawn Garden Journal?
2: Um, I have a, a dwarf lilac that was. It's eleven years old. Yep. And it has never thrived. Really, it. <laughs> I know it's not in a in a good place for it. Uh, I I don't really have a good place for it. Uh, it's facing north, and it's shaded by a, a there are a lot of pine trees um, that keep the light from getting the sunlight from getting to it the way it should. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of moving it. Actually, I'm thinking of. Moving it to my daughter's place, <laughs> and I wondered whether that's uh, advisable. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of old already, but it has never thrived, and um, it's spindly. And I thought I should cut it back and maybe try and transplant it.
1: Yeah, well, what a gift it would be if, if you, if you could do that, and if it started to. Uh, thrive. That would be a beautiful gift to give, and so, sort of my recommendation is if it's eleven years old and it's still very petite, and smaller, you have a good chance of harvesting that. So you just have to remember to give it a, as big as root ball as you can. If you wanted to do it um, anytime mid September. Uh, okay, that's. Know, I wondered when.
2: When was the best time to do it? Okay. Yeah,
1: I would probably do it mid-September because it will be sort of starting in its shutdown mode at that point. Because we want to get it. If you want to get it into the ground for next year's growth in her yard, it's more beneficial to get a little bit of more growth starting mid-September to you know to freeze up. That's on okay. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you could probably, and I would. Pro- how tall is it?
2: It's about. Mm. Maybe three feet.
1: Okay, you could take at the same time. Um, if it's three feet and it's spindly, you're going to cut one third of it off, and
2: okay.
1: make sure because we want to do limited stress on the transplant. Have her pick a beautiful location that she wants in your yard and have the hole prepared uh, early or that you know in advance mm-hmm. of you harvesting and bringing it over to plant as well. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. make sure. Yeah, and little tricks of it was whenever we're planting um, new shrubs in, whatever root ball that you have, you want to make sure that the hole that it's going into is twice as wide as the original root ball okay. and slightly deeper so that it welcomes the new, so- uh, slightly a little bit of soil on the bottom and the new soil only on the sides. Okay. Okay. If you put enough soil on the bottom that it gives it just a slight rise, then when it gets watered and settled in, it will sink a little bit. But you do not want any additional soil on top of the original root ball; only the sides. Okay. Okay. I I can't. I can count. I don't know how many times I can ha- count both my hands. How many times? Um, A person will plant a tree or shrub and it gets planted too deep and they like to straighten it and make it look like a straight tree and adding soil on top and I feel it's our duty to let people know let itself settle no extra soil on the top not even a thick mulch let the plants settle themselves okay Okay. especially when you first plant it another little tip is when you're uh, planting if your daughter's place is in Winnipeg we know that we're very clay based here so Whoever's doing the digging, dig your hole and then just at the same time um, cut some vertical striking into the clay on the sides of the clay. Because otherwise, if you make a nice slick bowl, the roots will have more of a tendency to girdle around on itself. And we want those new roots to grab in to the new mm-hmm. soil and eventually right. go into that clay. Okay?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Add some bone meal too if you have uh, or... There's another product that would probably even be better is look for a product called Root Rescue. Root so, Rescue. Root okay. Rescue. It's for harvesting trees, and it basically is that. It has more mycorrhizal components to it um, than other products, so it will help to encourage the establishment of those roots right away for you. Okay. okay? And just okay. reminder, she has to water it. Okay, so well watered (laughs) because we want to make sure, like, honestly, if you plant it and you've created this bowl, if that soil dries out in that bowl, then the root system hasn't been able to merge into the outlying areas to grasp that moisture. So, Mm -hmm. all new plantings, even older plantings, would really appreciate a nice drink. Okay, right to freeze up. Right to freeze up. Right to freeze up. Okay. Right to freeze up. Okay. That doesn't right. mean that doesn't mean every day. <laughs> you you got to give it a little bit of air, but when it, the soil dries out, give it another little bit of a drink.
2: Okay, good. All right. Thank you so much, Carla.
1: You're welcome. And I I hope it's successful. I hope uh, it is too. Yeah. Well, next spring when the new leaves start coming out, you're going to give us a shout and say, woohoo! It's working.
2: All right. Now, oh, do I cut it down? Do I cut it back? You can cut, sorry,
1: yes, that was part of it. You can trim it back by one-third.
2: Oh, right, you said, yes, I did. Yes, I wrote that down here, and then I forgot
1: what you said. Okay, that's that's great. Okay. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Have a good, safe, long weekend. Thank you. You're welcome, Barb. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And this is one thing, just remember, and um, when we say take one-third, it doesn't mean leave one-third from the bottom. We're taking one-third off the top. And I, I should mention, though, Barb, this on your particular lilac is if we do that trimming because we want to stop that new growth that's on the top that's in there, we want to bring the growth back down to the bottom to thicken it. But also, too, Barb, don't get too disappointed because by pruning your lilac trees now, we are um, avoiding the blooming period for next year because on lilacs, they set their bud set for blooms on the season before's growth. So I would probably say let's create the very good foundation for that plant that goes into the ground. Let's get the roots going. Let's get some new branching further down so we can get a thickening of that dwarf lilac tree so it has sustainability. And then the year later when it's thickened up and it has viable growth, let's enjoy the flowering at that time. All right, a good foundation, even when you build a house, a good foundation supports everything above it. And whenever you plant a tree, a perennial, anything, the care in the foundation of anything will have proper growth and sharing, and production on the top portion of it. That's important. All right. And if you're looking at planting trees and shrubs, that was one of the questions. It's something that um, we frequently get here, and maybe I should give a little conversation on that, is people think that maybe, you know, when do I plant? You can continue planting anytime if it's in a pot. Okay uh carol sorry that went too long if carol's listening call back because uh, we have a few more minutes here i'm waiting for you to call back that's on it but until that time there is harvesting too we had questions on of course planting uh a tree it could be planted in trees and shrubs and perennials right up until that time here she's back hi carol hi how are you oh i'm well i'd good i'd like to go back to
0: the mandevilla sure okay Can I propagate it myself? I I planted mine directly in the soil, Yep. and it has done extremely well. Yep. It has endured tumultuous winds, and it's blooming beautifully. Yes. Yeah. Can I um, start part of the vine, or would I use a leaf, or uh, what would I do? You would use the I vines. Grow so you,
1: you could propagate the, the vining portion of it. And you would use the softer growth mm-hmm. that's on it to do that propagation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you could either, if you're going to start it now, you're going to have a lot of plants, and you're going to probably have, unless you have some lights and I some light. um, uh, grow lights, because you want to be able to increase your light levels unless you have very good lighting. So that may be a project that you might want to start um, next spring off of the new advanced growth. Okay. It depends on how many plants you want to do now and look over after the, week, the winter. Correct. Yep. Okay. Thank
0: okay. You and very when much. you do it,
1: hmm. Yeah. when you do it, you may want to use a little bit of a rooting hormone for that, okay? And start off your cuttings in a smaller cell. Don't go big right. because proportion of soil to plug form has more of a tendency to overwater. Okay. Shall I start it in um, in seeding soil, or should I use vermiculite? Uh, either or. I I like the I like the seeding mix that's on there. Um, unless you want to mix it a little bit of vermiculite more in proportion to your seeding mix, but seeding mix is good for it. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. Okay. You're very welcome. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye, Carol. Thank you for calling back to, By the way. Like, and this seems to be the Mandeville season that's on it. And you have, like, it is the Mandeville season because these plants sustainably love heat. They are tropical plants, so they love those high temperatures. And you can see, like, the activity of growth that we're seeing in this is phenomenal that's on it, right? So there's so much to be talking about here. I was going to think about the twist of harvesting apples, doing a little bit of harvesting myself this afternoon, maybe doing a little bit of, uh, yeah, I've got a really good tree in the back here. Then I'm going to take some apples and I've got a tinkering for some hot apple crisp. I don't know why I want it on a hot day, but just uh, my mum. good morning, mum. blessed me with uh, bags of some apple cuttings for the freezer for the winter and oh, so good. So if you're looking at doing a little bit of harvesting, remember those softer ones, maybe make your pie right away or maybe some nice applesauce. But the ones that are nice and firm, those are your keepers. And a lot of times right now we're harvesting and we're putting things away, just like the squirrels. We're collecting, we're making our jams, our chutneys, our corn relish and tucking them away. And in the same breath, though, I do have to tell you, the second seasoning of gardening is here. Visit your garden centers because your tulips are in. Your allium, and I am allium. Allium is an onion, but allium is also ornamental onions. And in the ornamental onion category, you have to plant them in the fall to get the glorious of those blooms next spring. And of course, I'm going to give the final chapter, the garlic has arrived. It's almost the trumpeter saying the garlic has arrived. The garlic has arrived. And yes, I think we've got over 10 different varieties here. So if you're looking for a fall planting of garlic, the garlic has arrived. Thank you everyone for listening to the Lawn and Garden Journal. I hope you enjoy a very good, safe, long weekend. We'll be back next week on the Lawn Garden Journal. Bye-bye everyone.